0: Welcome to the B'nai International Podcast. I'm CEO Dan Mary Ashen. Thank you for tuning in today. A little bit of housekeeping before we get started. Be sure to visit our website, b'nai like us on Facebook, and follow us on Twitter. The easiest way to get the latest episode is to subscribe on iTunes or Google Play on your smartphone. I'm joined today by Alan Schneider, director of our World Center in Jerusalem, and Avraham Huli. B'nai B'rith, Israel's international vice president. Today we'll be talking about the phenomenon of Jews having rescued other Jews during the Holocaust. Many of these stories have remained largely unknown until now. We'll also be talking about it uh, as far as a film that's currently in production that focuses specifically on Jewish rescuers. We'll discuss the film's target audience, its funders, and the stories that the film will be sharing about Jewish rescuers. Gentlemen, welcome to the program. Alan, we'll start with you. Um, To your best estimate, how widespread was the the phenomenon of Jewish rescue of Jews during the Holocaust?
1: Well, Dan, um, from the research that we've done, it it seems that Jews were involved in rescuing fellow Jews during the Holocaust in every country uh, in Europe, including Germany. Uh, And um, in fact, Uh, We have presented uh, our Jewish rescuers' citation to rescuers uh, from Germany, France, Hungary, Greece, Slovakia, Yugoslavia, Russia, Poland, Ukraine, Belarus, Latvia, Italy, Austria, Lithuania, and Holland. Uh, This is a program that we've been uh, conducting since 2011, and until now, the citation has been presented to 200. Uh, jewish rescuers in those countries that i mentioned so it is uh, it was a very widespread uh, phenomena of differing levels in different countries and as the situation changed uh, for jews uh, across europe um, with um, the different uh, laws that were enacted against them uh, different uh, actions that were taken by the nazis and their um, helpers uh, against the jews
0: so (laughs) Um, uh, Why do you, you, Ellen, why do you think these stories of heroism have remained largely unknown?
1: Well, I think there uh, was somewhat of a reluctance uh, to uh, so-called chew our own horn. I I think uh, from the 1950s when uh, Yad Vashem was established, uh, it it engaged most of its efforts in finding uh, and recognizing non-Jewish rescuers. People who are known as the righteous among the nations, uh, and that in fact is codified in the Yad Vashem law as one of the areas, uh, one of the responsibilities uh, of Yad Vashem, uh, and and that's where the focus uh, was put. And there was, I think, uh, uh, a sense perhaps that um, uh, Jews, you know, could not have possibly in, uh, uh, rescued fellow Jews in the um, the the terrible circumstances that they found themselves uh, in. Uh, Many of uh, the rescuers who survived um, were not quick to tell their stories uh, for various reasons. Uh, And I I think these these were part of the the reasons that uh, that these stories uh, uh, remain largely unknown uh, until recently.
0: Now you and some like-minded folks decided to do something about it. So tell us about the committee that uh, you've organized uh, in Israel uh, to um, engage in this worldwide program of recognition?
1: Yes, well, um, the initiative to establish the committee to uh, recognize the uh, heroism of Jewish rescuers during the Holocaust, of which I'm, I'm a founding member and, and active in uh, today, the initiative uh, was made by Chaim Roth, Chaim is a is a survivor uh, from Holland, uh, and he was rescued by the Dutch underground as a child, uh, and um, he was actually uh, uh, rescued by uh, a team that consisted of two non-Jews and and one Jew, Uh, and uh, the the non-Jewish rescuers uh, were recognized by Yad Vashem. In fact. uh, came to Israel and received a, uh, the the uh, uh, righteous among the nations citation uh, at Yad Vashem, uh, uh, and the the Jewish member of that um, of that group um, was here as well uh, on that occasion. Was invited on that occasion, but received no recognition. Uh, and years later, uh, Chaim remembered that when uh, uh, Professor Bauer. A very well-known Israeli historian of the Holocaust, uh, when he at one of his lectures, uh, he told the story of some Jewish rescuers and said, uh, as an aside, that it's uh, um, very common uh, or 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 likely uh, among uh, the Jews that uh, we have uh, forgotten uh, the Jewish rescuers and that we have only, in, you know, to date, recognized the uh the non-jewish uh, rescuers and <clears throat> Chaim was at that lecture and actually and, and uh he tells me that you know that's when he, he started thinking about his own experience and of his own rescuers uh and and the fact that uh, that only the, the two non-jews had been recognized and he felt that uh it was time uh to uh go go back uh, and um, to give the, uh, the recognition due to, hi- to his own rescuer and uh, to, um, to other Jewish rescuers who, who he knew uh, had, had been engaged in, uh, in, in assisting and, and saving other Jews. And in fact, uh, um, we're very gratified that we were able to present a Jewish rescuer citation uh, to, uh, to his rescuer who still lives actually in Amsterdam at a very advanced age, uh, but Chaim traveled uh, after we established that program of Jewish rescue. Citation. Chaim traveled, especially to uh, Amsterdam, to present the citation to him uh, at, at a surprise birthday party, uh, and uh, so that was there was very very
0: gratifying. Well, it must have been a uh, must have been an emotional moment, I'm sure. Um, Avraham, uh, how did the idea come about to make a film about? Jewish rescuers.
2: Um, w- when when I uh, met uh, Chaim Roth first, was in the year 1986, when I was in Motorola. And besides of the specific issue that we talked in those meetings, he told me about what Ellen just uh, uh, told you. And I kept it in my mind, and many years I didn't use it, and uh, in the year uh, 2006, when I joined uh, a lodge of Benebrit, I heard that uh, there is a project of JRJ, and then I kept on even this thing in my mind. Only in the year 2013, I heard uh, a presentation of uh, uh, somebody who said that the Greek Jews people, after the war, they were very brave. And this was uh, amazing to me, because I have roots from and I met her after the meeting and I asked her uh, what you know about the bravery of uh, and heroism of Greek Jews and she said I'm not uh, uh, familiar with details in Greece, I am familiar with other countries but if you want to know you should contact Moshe Aelyon. Moshe Elion was a boy in the age of uh, uh, 15 when he was in Auschwitz and uh, when he came to Israel he established the uh, community or the group for all the, the people who were survivors from Greece and came to Israel. So I called him and I said, Moshe Ayon, do you know something about uh, people from uh, Greece, Jewish, that uh, they rescued other Jews? He said, I, I can give you one name and let's see what can happen. And he gave me the name of Jacob, Jacob, Maestro, Jaquito. I said, OK, what do you know about it? He said, go to the office of the, uh, that we have in Tel Aviv, and they will open you the file of Jaco Maestro when he came to Israel, and then he uh, started to be a member of this group. And then in, the, in this file, there were some testimonies that people wrote uh, uh, over the years about the fact that he saved them. So I collected all those evidences, sent to Alan, Ellen, with the judging committee, he said, oh, this is a very, very good evidence, but we, you need to find uh, uh, the family. And I found the family, and uh, then he got the citation. Uh, after that, uh, in the year 2015, I had the other one, a boxer, Jacques Corazon, and one year later, another two ladies, uh, which one of them was the sister of Jacob Maestro, Esther Maestro. And when I finished those four, I said to myself, then that maybe I will do a small uh, uh, film for the community of the Greek people. And then I started to work and started to in- interview Haim Roth and Ellen Schneider and Han Arnon and also Moshe Aelyon and also Noah Flieger, which is very, very famous journalist uh, that has been saved by a Greek uh, boxer, Jack Orazon. And I, I went to a director of uh, documentary films that I... In- you were a few years before and I asked her if she can make a small film for the Greek community and we started to work but very fast then I understood that this is very very limited because I cannot mention uh, do film without mentioning the committee of high uh, the committee or the, the Beneric world center so I uh, I told this to my friend from Motorola and he said, ah, I have a story from Poland. Uh, and then he said, let's do a big film, not short one. And uh, then we asked the director of the film and she said, okay, but uh, it's uh, more expensive. And we said, okay, let's go. And we signed the contract. And uh, in this way, when we understood that this film must be very, very accurate with facts, we uh, asked uh, an historian, Professor Gidon Greif, to join our team, and uh, he is doing it voluntarily since then. And uh, that's the idea of the film.
0: Now the film, the film is in production. I, I did have the opportunity uh, in Prague some months ago uh, when you showed uh, some of the some of the film to us. Um, the the interesting thing to me is how are you going to to tell these stories? Are you are you taking testimonies from the rescuers? Taking testimony from those who were rescued. Uh, what 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 is the the format here?
2: Right. Okay. Uh, we signed the contract in uh, 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 2016 in uh, December, and uh, it should uh, go in February 2019 uh, to premiere. It means maybe plus-minus month or two. Now, uh, we, we uh, uh, most of their work is to interview uh, uh, res- uh, those who rescue if they are alive, like in uh, Netanya, uh, Ines, or others, and some people from the family that they know the story, but unfortunately, uh, the rescuer uh, passed away, so we are collecting from rescuers and from those who have been rescued by them. So this is a combination, and uh, we, we did uh, some uh, uh, flights to, to Europe, uh, to Paris, and to Prague, and to uh, Poland, uh, Auschwitz, uh, Krakow, and Warsaw, and also to uh, Greece, uh, Thessaloniki, Athens, Larissa, Volos. In Volos, for instance, there is a story about rabbi that uh, he had an agreement, uh, and uh, by that agreement, he convinced people around Volos to hide the Jewish people till the war will be finished, and out of 800 people, in that uh, way, he saved a life of 600.
0: Uh, Abram, have you found a lot of support for the project? Uh, Certainly uh, you're looking for funding. Uh, this is such a unique subject. Um, has uh, has that resonated as you um, uh, go around and and look for support for the the film? Uh,
2: the The budget for the film as it, as it we see it today is about eighty thousand dollars as I presented in Prague. In that time, uh, we uh, we collected uh, around uh, fifty uh, fifty one. And uh, today we have uh, 56 so we still miss $24,000 but we have enough today to continue the process uh, in May the director with the photographer uh, will go to Budapest to film there some uh, uh, testimonies or some uh, places where uh, people rescue uh, Jews so till today this is the situation what is the
0: um what's the target audience for this? Is, is clearly, uh, this film will be um, another resource in terms of Holocaust education, um, but where do you see the film being shown? What's your objective in terms of bringing this, this message and this great story of, these, of the rescue of the Jews by Jews uh, to others?
2: Right, the, the in one word is the education system. It means uh, somebody needs uh, to decide in which uh, age. It's okay to show this uh, uh, movie to age of 10 or 12, but uh, this is the education system. Then to uh, convince uh, universities to show it to students, and also to delegations, that there are many, many delegations going to Poland and to Auschwitz and to the other camps. Before they go, So we started already to make a connection with the head of the guides that uh, take those uh, delegations, so they, they can also uh, see it and uh, some other uh, uh, cinema uh, places if they are uh, interested.
0: Uh, Alan, uh, what other events are, are you planning, your committee, uh, to promote the legacy of the Jewish rescuers?
1: Well, we have a, an annual event, a very large event, that takes place on the Holocaust and Heroes um, Commemoration Day here in Israel. Uh, and we, we hold that event at the B'nai B'rith Martyr's Forest, which is uh, a forest of six million trees planted by B'nai B'rith and the Jewish National Fund in the 1950s. It's actually the very first site in Israel to commemorate the six million um jews who perished during the holocaust and um at the it's in the in the jerusalem hills and on on the top of one of those hills uh ben abrith installed in uh, 1974 the scroll of fire which is a very evocative um statue a monument uh and that's where we do this event with about one thousand people all in attendance uh including um Soldiers, students, um, um, students in, in um, uh, pre-army programs, and, and and of course many many uh, rescuers and families of rescuers. This year, uh, just a few weeks ago, uh, when we uh, marked Yom Hashoah, uh, we had our the ceremony as we have done in the last 16 years, and this year we focused on, on the Jewish. Uh, resistance in France uh, which was very, very active and helped to rescue three-fourths of uh, French Jews uh, during the Holocaust. They had a very active role in doing that along, of course, with many uh, righteous among the nations uh, who have been recognized um, uh, for their heroism. But there were about 700 Jews who were members of 10 different uh, Jewish uh, underground um, uh, organizations that, that came together and coordinated their activities um, in the the uh, Jewish uh, underground in France. About 200 of them were killed in, in action, uh, either in fighting, uh, actually uh, armed action against the um, the Germans and uh, French collaborators, uh, or while they were uh, attempting to rescue fellow Jews. And um, uh, we had the honor of presenting our Jewish rescuer citation to over 20 um, members of the, uh, the underground or their families. Most of them are no longer alive. Uh, as I mentioned, some of them were killed in action. Uh, and we had families uh, from over 20 uh, Jewish rescuers, members of the French Jewish underground, uh, who were in the forest together with us uh, and were recognized with the Jewish rescuer citation. So this is our major event every year. Uh, and um, plans already um, going forward for next year's uh, event. Um, and in the course of the year, we also uh, hold a number of events where we present uh, the the citation. Um, uh, and we've done this, uh, for example, uh, in New York uh, a number of times. As you know, we there was a uh, about a year and a half ago a, a big event in Paris where other. Ma- Members of the, the Jewish underground in France were recognized, and that this will be uh, featured, I think, in the film because the uh, Avraham's uh, crew uh, was there in Paris and, in fact, um, met with some of the, the rescuers themselves who were in very advanced age. Some of them were uh, over 100 years old, actually. And so, uh, for us to be able to present and uh, um, to honor them with our uh, uh, citation was, was very meaningful and to get them on camera. Uh, and be able to interview them. Um, uh, some of them, unfortunately, have passed away. Actually, just since uh, that, uh, um, since they were they were filmed. Uh, so uh, uh, these are the kind of events uh, that we hold um, in the course of the year.
0: Um, What's interesting to me, really, is that uh, you know, 72, 73 years after the Holocaust. Uh, that uh, you know, we're constantly learning. Uh, not only this particular project, which of course is of special interest to us because of the Jewish rescuer of Jewish uh, uh, component, uh, but there are so many other things that that we're uh, discovering uh, each each day, each year um, about uh, events during that, that that tremendously dark and and tragic uh, period. So, I would close, uh, Alan, with this question to you. Uh, why is it important to delve into this chapter of uh, Holocaust historiography? What's, the, what's the, the, the message here for all of us uh, in our community and, and beyond?
1: Well, uh, Dan, I think first of all it's important to set the record straight. Uh, and um, uh, for example, um, we have asked Yad Vashem to add uh, you know, on their website side in the, in the database, uh, when there are uh, uh, recognition of um, rights among the Gentiles, and in cases, in the many cases, where Jews were involved in those rescue efforts and endangered themselves in order to make it possible for the, the non-Jews to engage in their rescue efforts, that the historical record be corrected and that the Jews be mentioned in the context of those uh, rescue efforts of that that historical narrative so I think first of all it's it's, I think very important for us uh, as Jews to know that it was not only the uh, Gentiles and and the members of the nations uh, that were engaged engaged in rescuing Jews but the Jews were um, intimately involved risked their lives uh, in order to uh, rescue fellow Jews and, and did not sit idly by, uh, by and large, when he had the opportunity uh, to, to rescue fellow Jews, I mean it's something important for us uh, to know and for the, the, uh, the Jewish community um, uh, and, and also the uh, young people to know. Now uh, a, a lot of our um, efforts are focused on young people because m- most of the rescuers at the time were very young. They're People in their teens, in their early twenties, uh, who had the wherewithal uh, to engage in some of these very, very daring um, um, uh, episodes and, and uh, attempts to to rescue others. So I think it has a, uh, a particularly an important uh, resonance among uh, uh, for young Jews. Uh, so um, you know, and of course um, uh, we're commanded to uh, have the interest. Of uh, uh, fellow Jews uh, in our minds, and we can point to examples, outstanding examples like these heroes. Uh, I, I think that it serves as a great example uh, uh, for all Jews that um, that uh, Jews did not go like sheep to the slaughter, as has been unfortunately, I think, um, uh, was the a, a term that uh, we we were most used to hearing uh, from many decades, but uh, these cases show that that was not the case, definitely not in all circumstances, but that there were many who went beyond the call of duty, endangering themselves in Germany and, and across occupied Europe to rescue fellow Jews.
0: Thank you very much. Alan Schneider, director of the B'nai B'rith World Center in Jerusalem, Avraham Huli, B'nai B'rith, Israel's international vice president, thank you for the work that you're doing in this very, very important chapter of Holocaust history and Jewish history. Thank you for joining us today. Well, that's uh, all the time we have for today's podcast. Please visit our website, benebrith.org, like our Facebook page, follow us on Twitter, subscribe on your smartphone through the podcast app for iPhone or through Google Play for Android, and lastly, tell a friend about us. For my guests, Alan Schneider and Avraham Huli, I'm Dan Mary Ashen. We'll talk to you next time on the B'nai B'rith International Podcast.